My name is Karen. And my name is Colleen. And this is Books, Movies, and Musicals. Oh Oh my! Welcome back to Our Goblet of Wine is Better, our series about the Harry Potter books, movies, and everything in between. In this episode, we will be discussing chapters three and four of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Yay! Yay! And we're drinking more alcohol in this episode. Yes, we are. We are drinking a drink. The brand is called Iced. And the drink is called Mint Chocolate. Or at least it's mint chocolate flavor. And it yeah. recommends mixing it in hot chocolate or coffee or vodka. Or ice cream, me too. Oh, that's right. It did have it's, ice it cream It did say ice there. cream, That's yeah. right. I forgot. But yeah, those all sound like really good mixes. Right? But also, this drink looks very um, creamy. It looks kind of like chocolate milk. Yeah. Yeah, it really does. It looks like it was made with like some kind of milk. I was saying, because I know on the bottle it says made with a grape wine, I think. So it's interesting that... Oh, it's kind of like how the um, the Chaco oh, buzz, yeah, ball buzz balls is made with orange wine. Yeah. Should we try it? Yes. Let's go. Oh, boy. That's actually, like, incredibly sweet. Yeah, that's really sweet. It's not as creamy as I thought it was going to be. It's as creamy as I thought it was going to be. Oh. It's, like, slightly less creamy hmm. than I thought. It looked like it was going to be more watery. Mm-hmm. Like, to, still me, creamy. to me, it's more watery, but it's still, like, a slightly creamy. That's incredibly sweet. It's good, though. Yeah, it is. Maybe I will finish this one. I know. I'm like, maybe we need more. <laughs> when Colleen poured it, I was watching her and I went, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to drink that because there I was just so much. I'll, I'll go get the bottle. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to need more. I'm going to get it anyways. Okay. But anyway, we're going to drink this and we're going to talk about chapters three and four of The Chamber of Secrets. Yeah, it's grape wine. Nice. Maybe I like grape wine. Okay. Chapter three, The Burrow. Yes. And we just had the image of Ron outside of Harry's window. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Ron showed up to get him out. Because, you know, flying cars. Yeah, my first <laughs> comment was, a flying car. Brilliant. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I did not write anything else about this scene, so... Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, then. It's time for the Colleen show. Yes, it is. So I said, how did Mr. Weasley know about Harry getting a letter? Because somehow Mr. Weasley just knew that Harry got a letter from the Ministry of Magic. And now Ron, Fred, and George know about that. Like, there's hundreds of people working for the Ministry of Magic. How would Mr. Weasley know? Well, because Harry is such a big, um, big name. In the mm-hmm. wizarding world, I feel like maybe the whole Ministry of Magic was like, oh, look at the boy who lived. He's actually not that yeah. great. I would say, like, someone, whoever's job it was to track uh, underage wizards mm-hmm. using magic was probably like, oh, my God, guys, Harry Potter yeah. used magic. And yeah. that just spread. So it's like that quote at, like, the end of the first book where it's like, oh, you know, so naturally, the whole school knows. Yes, exactly. But this time it's the Ministry of Magic. Naturally, yeah. the Ministry of Magic knows. Yeah. Everyone there. And anyone that they told outside of the ministry would know, too. So basically the whole wizarding world probably knows. Yay, Harry. Yay, Harry. (laughs) I mean, you make mistakes, buddy. Uh Uh-huh. That wasn't even his mistake. I know, but I don't know. 
I don't know. Did but, he have to chase Dobby? I mean, I don't know what else would have happened besides. Well, okay. If he hadn't chased if Dobby. If he hadn't chased Dobby, if he had stayed upstairs, I do wonder what would have happened. They, they still would have blamed Harry. But would the cake still have fallen? Maybe. Would Dobby still have done it? Or did he do I it mean, because it, Harry was there? He probably did that because Harry was there, but I think he would have found something else to do had Harry not chased him. Because, like, I know in in the movie, at least, um, you know, Dobby makes the cake fall on top of Mrs. Mason. Um, and so yeah. maybe he would have done something just in the room, made f- things fly around, whatever. And then, you know, Vernon would have been like, Harry! So Ron says Harry knows they're not supposed to use magic outside of school, and Harry gestures to the car, like, hello... And apparently the car doesn't count because they're not the ones that enchanted it. And I'm like, they're still technically using magic. Yes. So I don't understand why that doesn't count. I don't either. I, yeah, I feel like that would just be another strike against Harry because the car's out. Well, it would have been a strike against the Weasleys first because they had to drive over there. True. But it's also out where Harry is. I know. Yeah, Yeah, the trace makes no sense. Sorry, we're not going on another rant about it. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, no, it just doesn't make sense. Uh, How did Ron, Fred, and George know to bring rope? It's not like they knew that Vernon put bars on Harry's window. Yeah. They don't even know where Harry's staying. Unless Harry told them... uh, Well, okay, they wouldn't have known the window. Yeah. They probably would have known the address, though. Cause well, Harry, yeah. Yeah. They but. would have known the address, but they, they wouldn't know exactly where he was. They could have guessed just based on the bars on the window, because why else would, the, would there be bars on a window? Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that Harry hasn't written to any of them. So I, I think it kind of makes sense. Yeah. But how would, <laughs> it, it's still just how would they have known to bring rope? Yeah. Unless just, they just happen to have it. It doesn't make sense. Fred and George know how to pick locks, and I love it. Yeah. Um, they probably learned it from their dad. Maybe, yeah. I was saying, because they mentioned something about how... Uh, uh, actually, I'm going to look it up. Oh, a lot of wizards think it's a waste of time knowing this sort of muggle trick, but we feel their skills worth learning, even if they're a bit slow. So I... I yeah, they got that from their dad. <laughs> probably. They definitely did. <laughs> but I also think it's just a Fred and George kind of thing. I mean, I can see that too. Yeah. I think that they still definitely got it from their dad. Definitely. Like, he probably has brought home, like, a ton of locks and was like, let's figure these out. Let's do this. Um, so then they learned how to pick locks. Yeah. Um, how the hell does Harry almost forget Hedwig? I don't know, but that's why she yells at him. I know. She's like, yo, bitch, don't forget me. I'm not staying here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially since she's locked up. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know how Harry would have almost forgotten her. I just don't understand it. He just wasn't thinking. He's Harry. He's selfish. Okay. True. We know this about him. True. He doesn't really think about anyone else. Mm -hmm. Even if he cares about them. He's like, how does this affect me? Yeah. How will it affect my life? Yeah. Am I okay? If I'm okay, then no one else matters. Mm -hmm. Which is stupid. Considering he has like some good friends. Yeah. But he still only cares about himself. I know he's he's very self centered. <laughs> he's so selfish. Mm. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Like I get that you're twelve. Yeah. And like twelve year olds are tend to be selfish it's, to an extent. It's because he's so famous. He doesn't have to think about anyone else. Just like Gilderoy Lockhart. He just learned he was famous. <laughs> <laughs> That's not his whole identity. I know. <laughs> but technically, it is. Well, okay, not to him, but to everyone else. Okay, I was like, <laughs> Colleen, <laughs> he... 
to everyone else. Has lived his whole life in the shadows. Why doesn't he care or remember other people? Don't know. <laughs> it's important. Yeah. You need to care about other people, Harry. You're not special, okay? <laughs> You're just a dum-dum who makes accidents happen that happen to be happy accidents. And then you get to, like, book six where Harry's like, but I'm the chosen one. <laughs> and then Hermione hits him. Yeah. Because <laughs> you dumb dumb. Yep. Uh, they're in the car. They got all of Harry's stuff in the car and whatnot. And they're yep. flying off. Uh, Vernon. Well, they're not flying off yet. Because Harry was there and then he went to go grab Hed- Hedwig. Yeah, that's the last thing. Yeah, but they're not driving, like, flying off yet. Because as he's getting Hedwig and putting her in the car, that's when Vernon bursts into the room. Yeah, no, it's kind of warm. Oh, okay. About to get I to was you. like, Colleen, they're not leaving yet. <laughs> they're, they're, they're about to leave. Yeah, I was yes. about to say, because I was going to say, Vernon falls out the window oh, okay. to stop them. And then I was, I was like, like, no, he doesn't. I was like, they're not flying off yet. <laughs> but yeah, no, 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 because Vernon does try to stop them. Yes. Um, he doesn't fall out of the no. window. But he does grab Harry. He does place. grab Harry, and Harry does slip away as they're yep. flying off and yep. whatnot. And then as they're flying off... George hands the hairpin to Ron so that he can let Hedwig out, meaning Ron knows how to pick locks as well? I think so. I would believe that, since um, the Weasleys seem so keen on muggles. Yeah, I think think Fred, George, and Ron would be the only three who would be interested in learning that. I feel like maybe Jenny would. Maybe, yeah, okay. We don't really know her yet, but I feel like maybe she would. Yeah, or at least maybe when she's older. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, and I also made a comment because they're letting Hedwig out so she can fly behind them since she hasn't been allowed to fly. Yeah. And I was like, if Hedwig has been locked in her cage all summer with no chance of flying or stretching, don't you think she would have taken some time to stretch for a bit first? I don't think so. I think she was too excited. I get that. But she was like, hell yeah, I get to fly. Let's but you would, you would think at least even just for like 30 seconds, she would stretch first and then be like, okay, I'm getting out. But mm, it's not mentioned. Maybe. So. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, and then uh, we're kind of to your comment now. Fred and George reckon that whoever sent Dobby to Harry was playing a trick on him since house elves aren't usually allowed to use their magic without their master's permission. Yep. And um, I I wrote, Harry is all like, Draco Malfoy has a grudge against me! Because Fred and George did ask him if there was anyone that like he had issues with or whatever. Yeah. And he was like, it's Draco! <laughs> I still think Draco stole his letters. <laughs> personally. I don't think so. That's my head canon. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think Draco would think of that. I don't know. We don't know Draco that well. You're right, we don't. He might be petty enough just to do that. Maybe. <laughs> Especially if he's seen his dad steal letters from people. Because I feel like Lucius might I feel like Lucius might. Might, yes. I don't know if he I mean has we don't them. know him either, so Yeah. <laughs> Character building is very strong with this book. Yep. This series. Yeah. I mean, it's strong with certain characters. Certain characters, yes. But unfortunately, not strong for the others. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> um, so then George was all like, Draco Malfoy? Not Lucius Malfoy's son. And I was like, are you that daft, Georgie? What other Malfoy family is there? Right? <laughs> like... Like, you you probably know Draco based on the fact that he's right? been at Hogwarts for a year. I'm like, why are like, you even questioning whose son it is? Yeah. Come on. Like, of course it's Lucius Malfoy's son. Yeah. Like, what? What? Yeah. And then I was like, LOL, they are 99% sure that Dobby is the Malfoy's house elf. Yeah. I mean, and that's like based just on the fact that they think it's a joke. Yep. And like, oh, who would have done that? Draco. Yep. 
Uh, it's mentioned that Percy has apparently been acting a bit strange over the summer because he got a new owl and has spent his days locked up in his room sending lots and lots of letters. Lots of letters? Lots of letters. To whom is he sending these letters? I don't know. Must be someone special. Yeah. I mean, like, I think I think friend George talk about, like, oh, he's a prefect now, and they think it's prefect stuff, but... <laughs> sending prefect letters? <laughs> No, I mean, I could see Percy doing that, but like... I, I think that's just how they make Percy out to be. This uptight, Fred and George's prefect. Yeah. Um, but it's like, obviously, uh, uh, no. There's mm. there's someone special. Yeah, there's someone. <laughs> there's definitely someone. Sorry, I moved the chair. I didn't mean how to. How dare you? Um, but there's definitely someone. There's definitely gotta be someone. There's no way he's letters. just sending letters to prefects. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. I mean, I guess it could make sense if uh, Percy's, like, uptight and, like, oh, whatever. But I don't think so. So it could still be prefect stuff Mm -hmm. if he's sending it to another prefect. Well, yeah, true. But Even if it's not, like, actually prefect stuff. Mm, Okay. Because what if it's, like, a a love and trust prefect? A love and trust prefect. Ah. Even though no one ever thinks about Percy having love and trust. I know. (laughs) Yeah. Who would want that? Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe he found a another prefect, maybe that likes him, <laughs> that he also likes. <laughs> I mean, we'll find out. Maybe, well, maybe we'll see, or maybe we won't. I don't know. <laughs> don't remember. <laughs> I don't know if anything actually comes from this idea that he's got someone he's writing to. It's yes, but no. Okay. We'll get there. Okay. I'll bring it up when we get there. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Anyway. Anyways. (laughs) Harry's free, obviously. Yep. Um, And so they're navigating back to the Weasley's burrow. And um, my notes about that, I was like, they navigate by actual directions. And I was like, north, east, south, and west. And I was like, no thanks. And honestly, I know that um, the way I wrote the directions was uh, wrong because I was just being dumb the way I wrote them because I wrote north, east, south, and west. <laughs> and that doesn't make any sense. Because normally it's like north, south, east, and west or something. Oh, I normally, I would write it out the same way you wrote it. Oh, you so, do? Yeah. Oh, I've never written it that way. Oh, I don't I've know why I did it that, that time. But anyway, I was like, no thanks. And I was like, give me those landmarks because I don't know my directions. And I was like, maybe Brits are smarter than us. <laughs> I don't know my directions either, so. Like, I, I, I think this would be more of a wizarding thing because they also fly on broomsticks and whatnot. So maybe they have to know kind of their direction. But do they? Do they have compasses that they like? Yeah, they have a compass. Yeah, but on broomsticks. Oh, well, on broomsticks, maybe. They just pull one out of their cloak. It's like their bicycle, so they put a compass on the front of the bicycle so they know where <laughs> they're going. I was going to say, just pull one out of their pocket, like out of their cloak, you know, and be like, all right, am I going the right way? Yep, okay, put it back. I don't like it. I would still probably fly by landmarks. I would say, I yeah, I would go by landmarks, but I also had a question, like, yeah. Because I quoted it, I said, uh, you're driving too far west, Fred. And I was like, there's a compass on the dashboard. How do they even know where they're going? How did they find the Dursley's house? Because there's no mention of a map at all. Do Fred and George have the map? 
Even though it's a map of Hogwarts? <laughs> Have they fixed it so it can show everywhere else? Probably not. But there's no mention of a map at all in the scene. I know. So I know. So it's definitely not the Marauders map. But like I do wonder when they get that though. I also wonder that. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have it by next book because they show it to oh, Harry absolutely. in that one. So But we They probably know. have it now. Maybe, maybe not. I feel like they do. I feel yeah. like they probably have it by now. I, I also feel like it, but I don't know. Anyways, yeah, this whole this whole thing with the directions and no map doesn't make sense. Nope. It does. No, no sense at all. But it's fine. Anyway. Uh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trying to figure out where your next question is. It's when they're at breakfast. Oh, you're at the, okay. So, so I still have a couple. Yeah. Um, so you know, Harry Harry's asking about how they got like a flying car, I think, and they're like, Oh, dad enchanted it and whatnot. And but Harry asks, uh, like, oh, what does your dad do? And they're like, Oh, he works in the misuse of Muggle Artifacts office, the most boring office in the entire, you know, Ministry of Magic. And I'm like, how would that be the most boring one to the wizarding world? Because muggles are boring. Okay. Wizards aren't really that interested in them. Yeah. And then those that are interested in muggles end up being like the laughing stock of the wizarding world mm-hmm. to a lot of people. Which I don't understand because I feel like in the same way that like muggles are interested in wizards, you would mm-hmm. think that there would at least be a slight interest in muggles. Just kind of like how do you uh, how do you live without magic? Like what are yeah. all these inventions you've come up with and whatnot? I agree. So, uh, in my kind of opinion, I would think that wizards would be interested in muggles. Mm-hmm. Uh, partly kind of like how we are interested, or not necessarily interested, but just kind of like curious as to how like Amish people live. Oh, so are you calling them not human? Just kidding. <laughs> when did I say anything about not human? I'm just kidding. You said that. I know. But just... I don't mean that. Okay, guys, it was a joke. <laughs> But I think it was just how, like... Well, it's... I mean, it's the same... It's the same thing as, like, polygamists, too. Okay. Because, like, I just watched, oh, like, you, oodles of videos about polygamists. Because I was like, how does this even work? How do, <laughs> how are you okay with this life? Yeah. <laughs> and, exactly. I mean, I just learned more about them. Yeah. And so I feel like in some way, shape, or form, the wizards would be interested in how muggles live without magic. Yeah. I could see that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Oh, another thing yes. I, I mentioned is, I was like, so from what I understand, wizards can only buy things from wizarding shops and other wizards. Because it's all about, like, um, you can't enchant muggle uh, items. Mm-hmm. Like, at all. So even if you just went and bought, like, a pencil from a muggle store, you yeah. can't enchant it yeah. to write for you. Yeah. Because it's a muggle artifact. Yeah, which seems silly. To me. Yeah. Well, I guess that's why they ended up having to use, like, quills and stuff. Yeah. Because they couldn't use pens. They couldn't use muggle things. <laughs> they can't. They Which, can't. Why, why are they still writing with quills? I don't know. I don't know either. I really they're, don't. I mean, they're still using parchment, too. They're not even using, like, printer paper. I know. <laughs> they're using thick-ass like, paper that they, you have to, like, dry out. Like, they are still, like, in the past. Yeah, they're archaic as They're fuck. still archaic, <laughs> and I don't understand it. I don't either. I actually realized that my comment that I had is not for breakfast, but it is when they get to the burrow. Well, I was just reminding myself. It was really not a note about the book. It was a note to myself because I was like, I have to remember that the rubber duck question is not from the book, so I cannot be upset if it isn't in the book. 
And I have a little detail about that comment, but I will probably talk about it when we get to the movie. Yeah. Because it's it's related to the movie, it's not related to the book. And then I was like, time to see the Weasley's house. Yeah. <laughs> and the way they describe it, it's too high and crooked and it's definitely held up by magic. And then there's five chimneys. Yeah. And I was like, what? One one of the <laughs> things that I that was just a really interesting thought to me is that you know how you have just like regular houses and how there's like an attic up above? <laughs> well, if they were just building onto the house and building up, wouldn't they have had to like build through an attic? To get higher. So that would be a weird, like, attic in the middle of the house kind of thing. That's a good point. Unless they just got rid of the attic. I feel like maybe they just didn't have an attic. I mean, maybe. Because there are houses that don't have attics. Yeah. But it definitely sounds like a strange-looking house. Oh, definitely. And Harry thinks it's wonderful. Yes. The Weasleys could have planned better. They have a lot of land. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but you do not yeah. have to build everything on top of each other. What? Why not? <laughs> you just don't have to. What? You can build it like a normal house. <laughs> Which would be building up. But also not just straight up, but outwards too. <laughs> because how is this house going to balance itself? It's clearly held up by magic, which is dumb. Yeah. It shouldn't have to be held up by magic. Oh, well. It's a wizard's house. This is the only one we know of. I don't like it. No, because we know Weasley, or not Weasley, Malfoy Manor. Not yet. Eventually. Eventually, but right now. But, uh, I mean, this is the only wizard house we know of. Yeah. And the next one we know of is Malfoy Manor, which is a different type of wizarding house. It is. It's a manor. So we don't know how... Oh, we also visit the Lovegood's house. Yes. Theirs is also interesting. Yes, and we kind of see the Gaunt's house in the memories i don't remember that in the sixth i believe movie. it though yeah so the boys are what like ron is 12 fred and george are what 14 or something 14 or 15 they're 14 14 yeah so 14 so did the boys really think they could convince their mother that harry just so happened to turn up in the middle of the night i guess I don't know. Like, I mean, their whole plan was literally just to sneak back in and wait for their mom to call breakfast. And then be like, oh, And then he would just up. be there. Yeah, like, I, no. Like, she's not going to question how a 12-year-old made it all the way to the burrow. Mm-hmm. By himself, supposedly. She's definitely going to question and that. And the fact that Harry hasn't written to them at all over yeah. the summer. Like, I'm sure on. Ron complained about it. Oh, definitely. So, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, it's not like she's not dumb. I don't know why they thought they could pull pull the wool over Mrs. Weasley's eyes. I don't know. Cuz you can't do that to her. You can't. You really can't. Work. But yeah, I was like like that's going to work solid plan Hashtag #weasley logic. <laughs> Cuz it's all about the different logics here. We've got Weasley logic, we've got Harry logic, we've got Dobby logic cuz it happens throughout this whole book. Yep. All three of those things happen throughout this whole book. We both have the same next note where the clock in the book is different than the clock in the movie. Okay, yeah. So, I'm not I don't remember the clock super well in the books. Um, but I know that this clock was telling Mrs. Weasley when it was time to do stuff instead of showing her where everyone was. Yeah. Like the one in the movie. And I don't know if that clock is actually in the other books or not. I'm not 100% sure where the movie came up with it. Well, I just don't know where they came up with it. Like where, (laughs) where did, um, Chris Columbus come up with this clock idea if it wasn't in the book. I think just because it sounds better and seems nicer, 
than the clock in the book. Yeah. Instead of it telling her what to do. Yeah, because, like, like, the clock in the book says, like, time to make tea, time to feed the chickens, yeah. you're late, things like that. But I really liked the clock in the movie. Like I, I do, too. I really like it. I like it. the clock in the movie way more because it actually shows everyone where they are. Yeah. And I think that's a great thing for Mrs. Weasley in particular. Mm-hmm. So she can be like, oh, I know where my husband is. I know where each of my kids are. Yeah. Like, whatever. Which, oh, I wonder if the movie clock has, like, Charlie and Bill on them. I assume it does. I assume it does. I'm pretty sure it has all of the kids. Yeah. So I'm curious as to whose pictures they used for that one. Ooh, good point. Because you haven't seen them yet. Yeah, I would be curious to see that. Honestly, I kind of want to go and watch the movie now just so I can, like, look at the clock. I just want to see that scene. But also, thinking about... Uh, when Goblet and Wine watched, they said that apparently both Fred and George were on the same picture, so the same hand. I don't think I listened to that episode. Yeah. Did you not? Uh, nope, not yet. Well, I've listened to it, and apparently Fred and George were on the same like hand of the clock, which makes no sense. So they're always together. Yes. <laughs> I mean, they are. <laughs> arguably, they are most of the time together. Yes, their characters are. Yes, but that's not but, how twins yeah, always are. No. I mean, if we're going to... Well, I mean, if my idea of Filch mm-hmm. and Mrs. Norris being twins is supposed to, oh, that's like, right. <laughs> potentially be a thing. If that's supposed to potentially be a thing, and it's still my headcanon, I still love that. I still do. I hate it. I don't hate I it. I still hate it. I don't see any other reason how it would work. He can't communicate with a cat. <laughs> he has to have the twin te- telepathy thing happening. Otherwise, yeah. it wouldn't make any sense for him to know where Mrs. Norris is and where the children who are out of bed are. Because he shows up so quickly and it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But I, I just... They're never together that often. So mm-hmm. twins obviously are separated. If saying, we're going based off of my idea. Yeah. And I saw... This is completely like <laughs> off topic, but I saw a Reddit post like yesterday, I think. Okay. It was about how... This girl and her cousin were born, like, three months apart, and both of their mothers, so, like, this girl's mother and her aunt, always, like, considered them twins, so they always had to do everything together. Mm. They always had to celebrate their birthdays together. Yeah. And so, it was this whole thing about- They're not even twins! Exactly! It was this whole thing about, like, you know, twins don't usually hang out together all the time. No. It's not a thing. No. I mean, okay, I have two brothers who are twins- they are different as night and day. Yeah. Like one exactly. brother will, will be totally content to just chill and read all night mm-hmm. and not go and do anything, not socialize. But the other one, he actually really likes socializing. He also loves to read. So it's not like one only likes to read and one doesn't. But like yeah. they have their different interests and one is way more introverted than the other. And mm-hmm. that's just how they are. So they had different friend groups, but oh, they also definitely. kind of had the same friend group as well. Yeah. But they were not always together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm speaking from experience here, guys. So it's, it's really interesting how, how JKR decided to make Fred and George be twins who stuck together all the time. Yeah. And it's like, it's never bothered me until now. It hasn't bothered me either. But, I mean, I think it still doesn't really bother me just because they are such good friends. I would say, I think that's part of it. I think it's the fact that they, like, they are really good friends Mm -hmm. with each other and they're pretty much exactly alike, if we're being honest. exactly. Yeah. Uh, It's kind of difficult to tell them apart, which Mrs. Weasley clearly, like, Mm -hmm. 
dresses or shows or whatever because yeah. she has a hard time telling them apart even now. And at that point, I feel like maybe you should be able to tell your twins apart because mm-hmm. <laughs> there are usually differences. <laughs> even if they're identical, there are usually differences. Oh, definitely. They should have separate hands on the clock. I agree. That's all I'm saying. It's very dumb that they have one hand for two of them. Yeah. Because that makes zero sense. I, I don't even remember what the different sections were on the clock in the movie. In the movie, it was like home, lost, work, school, things like that. Were there any darker ones? Probably. Because mm-hmm. that thing <laughs> that happens later on yeah. is, is always going to be stuck on that dark one if it yeah. exists. Really, all I remember is like... Fred, George, and Ron moving from Lost yeah, to home. To home. Yeah. That's all I remember. But I'm sure like Arthur's was probably on work yeah. uh, at that point. But they weren't Lost. Oh, well, Mrs. Weasley didn't know where they were. Okay, so the so, clock is based off of her. I would say it might be based off of her, yeah. Okay, well. So that's interesting. It's interesting trying to figure out how those clocks work. Yes. Anyways. Yes. Um, Ms. Weasley is deservedly upset with Ron, Fred, and George, but she's also, like, super fucking sweet to Harry. Yes. Like, you know, at breakfast that morning, she's putting food on his plate, buttering his toast for him. Yeah, she's being a nice mother. Yeah. And, you know, she's just constantly like, oh, I don't blame you, Harry, dear. Like, you know, it wasn't you, it was them. Uh, But it's like, I feel like I've whiplashed from her going from, like, super mean to... Nice to Harry. Um, it happens throughout this whole story, so. Yeah, I know. But it's just, it's, I don't know. Because, like, I never felt that way in the movie. But I did. <laughs> I always say, like, I never felt, like, the whiplash from it. But it's also because we only saw it in that one part. It, well, no. No? Because it happens in the Howler, too. Yes, but I'm talking about the specific scene. Okay. But it happens in the house. It does. You're right. Okay. <laughs> I yeah, was like, I'm, I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying you're wrong about that. It's I'm not. Just, it's not just. I would say I'm talking. Part. I'm talking about this part specifically, okay. though. Okay. Because throughout this entire scene, it goes back and forth, back and yeah. forth, back and forth. Whereas in the movie, it's mean and then nice and that's it. And then how are you seeing mean and then nice and that's it. But this one is back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. So I'm like, I got whiplash reading it. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember how I felt reading it. You didn't read it. You I listened. know. It still counts. <laughs> <laughs> um, my copy has an editing mistake. Oh, fun. Here, I'll read it. Let okay. me find it. Yes, Blimey, I'm tired, yawned Fred, sitting, setting down his knife and fork at last. I think I'll go up to bed and you will not, snapped Mrs. Weasley. It's your own fault you've been up all night. You're going to denome the garden for me. They're getting completely out of hand again. Oh, mum. And you too, she said, glaring at Ron and Fred. You can go up to bed, dear, she had to Harry. You didn't ask them to fly that wretched car. So was George supposed to say that first part, or was Fred supposed to say that first part? I don't know. It could have been that Fred was supposed to say the first part, and then the next part was supposed to be glaring at Ron and George. Why did JK forget? It's an editing mistake, but also, yeah, I don't know how she forgot. But she's also the one who wrote it. You can still, sometimes you forget as you're writing. Yeah, but that's too close. I know. That's too close for it to be that, like, brushed off as just an editing mistake. I know. That's that's an author mistake. I know. First yeah. and foremost. First it's an author mistake, then it's an editing yes. mistake. Because they didn't catch her mistake. Mm-hmm. But, like, how did you not realize that you mentioned Fred twice and not George. I don't know. I just want to point out that my copy is from 1999. When, so Was that the first... This might be a edition first for the edition. U.S.? 
Yeah, for the U.S. Because it looks like it's a first edition for the U.S. Because that's what it looks like for the ones that my mom has. Oh, wait. Yeah, this book's from 2000. Just kidding. Because it was printing September 2000. But, yeah, I don't... Anyway, Ginny, she shows up. Yes. And um, I was like, she doesn't even ask where her jumper oh, mm-hmm. is. And I was like, but also, <laughs> why would it be on the cat? Because I just like making fun of movies. Yeah, I've never understood that. I've never understood it either. Because, okay, see, here's the thing. I'm not that stupid about British stuff. I know that a jumper is a sweater. Okay? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not that. dumb, dumb. But why would your sweater be on the cat? I could see the cat being on the sweater. Yes. Or buried in the sweater. Yeah. But it wouldn't be on the cat. And then the question is also, is the sweater laying on top of the cat or is the cat wearing it? Yeah. Well, I <laughs> have always thought it was that the cat was wearing it. And oh, see, I always thought it was laying on it. See, I was just so confused. Because <laughs> I could see a cat hiding in a sweater. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I Believable. Could see, I could see, because like my cat, Dylan, you know, he'll like crawl under the covers sometimes mm-hmm. on my bed. So like, yeah. I could see him like crawling under a sweater or something. Yeah, my cats don't do that. Oh, <laughs> they just curl up on everything. Yeah. That's usually how he is. <laughs> but, yeah, I... Mm. Yeah, I, I. so I don't know what they mean by this. I've never loved that part. Yeah. I've always thought it was the weirdest thing. It's so weird. And I was like, why would you even put that in this movie? <laughs> I think it's just to give Ginny an introduction with lines. I just don't like A-line. it. Yeah. Give it's, her better lines. It's always been weird. <laughs> she doesn't need to go, Mommy, have you seen my jumper? <laughs> yes, dear, it was on the cat. cat. <laughs> Why would it be on the cat? <laughs> and what do you mean by on the cat? <laughs> also true. Maybe I don't understand British English. Maybe cat means something different and we just don't know what it means. Maybe we should look that up in British English. <laughs> Although I'm pretty sure cat means cat. I'm sure it means cat. As yeah. I've been listening to Charlie and Hannah. Mm-hmm. They say cat a lot. And I, I think they're talking about cats. I know, it's like I assume they're talking about cats. Yeah. They're talking about cats. Yeah. You mentioned that Harry decides to help the chores. Yes. Goes along with my question about, because uh, Harry was like, oh yeah, like, oh, I'm interested to know about denoming and whatnot. And Ron says something about, uh, like, oh, they're not like Santa Claus, like your gnomes and whatnot. And I was like, Ron knows about Santa Claus? Interesting. I guess I just never thought about what holidays wizards celebrate. Mm-hmm. It's, they celebrate Christmas. Yeah, that's all we know. <laughs> um... <laughs> I think it's entirely possible that Santa Claus was a wizard. Dude, in I could totally this see that. universe. I could totally see that. Yeah, I don't know cuz I could I could totally see Santa Claus being a wizard cuz I feel like there would be other holidays that they celebrate obviously. Like they they kind of do celebrate Halloween a little bit. They know what Halloween is. Yeah, they at least um yeah, they don't celebrate it in uh well, like not the, in a dress up kind of yeah, way. Yeah, they don't but. celebrate in like the typical at least American muggle way. You're I right. don't know how other countries do it, but I feel like they do it kind of the same. Probably. <laughs> It's very commercialized. Yeah. But at Hogwarts, they're a little bit more archaic still, as we've talked about. Oh, definitely. And, um, I mean, I think the one Halloween that I really remember, mm-hmm. other than when the troll comes in, mm-hmm. is when it's in the third one. And I don't know if this is just in the movie or if it's in the book, because I don't really like that book. But it's when they're singing at the very beginning. Oh, was that Halloween? I'm pretty sure. I don't know why else you would be singing Double Double Toil and Trouble. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I because that's like a Halloweeny thing. Yeah, but hold on. I feel like that's I thought that was the uh, uh, I don't know the the end beginning the begin yeah the beginning of term. I don't know. 
Because the choir would have had to practice. Maybe they came early. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I I don't know. I I just feel like it was more likely to be Halloween than the beginning. It might have been. I don't know why, though. Don't ask me. I don't know anything. But that's what I was thinking. Anyway. We don't know what holidays they celebrate, but apparently they, they definitely celebrate Christmas. Even though they don't really talk about God and stuff. So I think maybe they just celebrate Christmas the way it is. Instead like of it being me. like a religious holiday. Like me. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is totally fine. Yeah. Everyone's validated in how they celebrate Christmas. It doesn't have to be about Jesus. They don't even have to celebrate Christmas. That's also true. You don't have to celebrate Christmas. You can celebrate whatever holiday you want. Yep. <laughs> or don't want. Yep. You can create your own holiday. I don't care. Do it. Create your own damn holiday. Make it yeah. on a special day of the year and be like, work, I'm not working today. It's a religious holiday. <laughs> that's, that's why our workplace has floating holidays. It is. It is. Because we have special You get to days. create two floating holidays. Yes. Yes, you do. We're moving on yes. from movie references that don't really matter and then Christmas. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, what's your next? My next one oh, yeah, Mandangas Fletcher, which mm-hmm. I also talked about. Yeah. But um, yeah, so so like Colleen said, Harry decides to help with chores. And then um, when Arthur comes back from work, so I guess he works well, he's, like... He's, he's already been back. But or does no. he work like the night shift though? Because I feel like he works the night shift. I think that night he may have worked all okay. night. Okay. But I don't know that he typically works Well, I feel like it's probably shift. not a regular thing. But yeah. like every once in a while, it's it like kind of they have to trade off or it something. It could maybe. be, yeah, because... Because in my mind, this is kind of like the American, like, shows where the police are, like, oh, up at night, you know, trying to catch this guy. Okay, yeah. So I think it was just one of those things where he was called in to try and go and do some raids. Because he's a wizard cop. Because he's a wizard cop. (laughs) Wizard cops. Wizard cops. Because he is. He is. Basically a wizard cop. Which is why Malfoy doesn't like him. Yeah. But anyway, who mentions Mundungus? Mr. Weasley? Mr. Okay, Weasley, yeah. Because yeah. you wrote Mr. Weasley and I just wrote he mentions Mundungus Fletcher. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Mr. Weasley mentions Mundungus Fletcher, which that's cool that she had that much forethought to include a character. Yeah, I. this could be another thing where she just went, She's like oh. some random person <laughs> and then she went back and was like, yeah. oh yeah, I'm going to use that name. Just like uh, Mrs. Fig. Because she was mentioned in the first book, and now Mundungus Fletcher is mentioned. In the second book. Yeah. Okay. Maybe we'll just have to keep a list of Of who's mentioned. The random characters that show up way later. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, I think you're right. I think it probably wasn't planned. I think she just went back and was like, what did I say? Whose name did I use? What names have I put in here? Yep, that one. That's it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I was like, so yay, at least he's referenced, but like... Yeah. Not really, because I guess it's probably just... She just needed a name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To definitely. throw in there. And, like, she already knew him as, like, not the best wizard, yeah. you know, in sense of good and bad. And so it was already like, oh, well, I have an idea for another character. Let's just use his name. Exactly. Yeah, she was like, I'm just going to keep using this dude who showed up in the second book, but no one really remembers him. Yeah. Because I definitely didn't remember him. Oh, no, definitely When not. I got to the part where he actually becomes a thing. Yeah. Um, but it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, I was laughing about Mr. Wheelie enchanting his own flying car. Yeah, and that begs the question, because Mrs. Weasley knew that they had a muggle car in the shed, 
But did she know that Mr. Weasley had, had enchanted it to fly, or did she just happen to find out after the boys were gone slash had come back? I think she found out afterwards. I think so, too. I think he hid it from her. Because, mm-hmm. like, she knew about the car. Yeah. She just didn't know the enchantment. Yeah. 99% sure that she was okay with him having the car. Yeah. To But wasn't okay with him enchanting it, because you're not supposed to do that. Which brings me to my next comments. Yes. I said, I love the squabble between Mr. and Mrs. Weasley. Arthur Weasley, you made sure there was a loophole when you wrote that law. Yeah. Meaning he wrote the loophole so that he could enchant muggle objects. Yes. Because he didn't want to get in trouble. Yeah. He didn't want to get in trouble with himself. (laughs) Because he's the one who would have to rate himself. Yeah. Isn't that like conflict of interest? Yeah, kind of. But if the ministry doesn't know about all of his muggle artifacts at home, then... <laughs> How do they not know? Hmm. Um, well, anyway. I said that he was all excited about the car. Yeah. he is very excited about yeah. it. And then he flips the switch and he's like, that was very wrong. All because of this Weasley like shoots him a look like Arthur. Yep. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, and then... Right after that, I was like, okay, I want to know what happened to the Weasley's cat, because yeah. we never see it. And I was like, or was that a detail JKR decided didn't exist later? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so that's, um... That's that's a thing, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to know what happened to the cat, guys. Right? How random. Oh, yeah. She ended this quote really weird. Like, look at this. It's right here. She ends it like that. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Colleen's talking about the part where the... Is it Ron? Yeah, so I'll, I'll go Ron's ahead and read the quote. about Ginny. Yeah. Ginny, said Ron, you don't know how weird it is for her to be this shy. She never shuts up normally. And it ends with, like, a dash. Like, he's being interrupted. But he's not. I don't know why she ended the quote like that. I don't understand the punctuation choices there. Yeah, either. the punctuation choices, yeah. That was very strange. Yeah. Because it would make more sense if it was, like, an ellipsis. Like, he, like, trailed off in yeah. the thought or something. But a dash, you're right, that's usually an interruption. Yeah. Um, I can't think of what else a dash would mean. I would say it's either an interruption or, like, uh, she never shuts up normally and then, like, oh, Ron did this. And then he continues on with the quote, you would think. Except that would be more No, common. you wouldn't use a dash there. Yeah, I can't yeah. think. It's usually an interruption. Like, as yeah. far as I know, it's always an interruption. So I don't know why they would use a dash there. Like, what's the next part? Uh, the next part says they climb to two more flights until they reached a door oh. with peeling paint and a small plaque on it saying Ronald's room. So literally nothing happens. So nothing. Nothing happens. He's not interrupted. So maybe they meant for it to be a trail off. Mm-hmm. Because it makes more sense if you read it that way. Yeah. Or maybe... No, I think it was definitely more of a trail off. I think it was a trail off. Yeah. I think they just used the wrong punctuation. Yeah. And it was never caught <laughs> in this version that I have. Oh, or maybe the editor put that in there was like, oh, we're going to make this a thing, but it's not going to be a thing because it's an ellipsis. <laughs> Stop trying to make fetch happen. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen, guys. <laughs> I, I'm i really curious because I know both you and I really want to buy our own like actual box sets. Yes. Far. I wonder if it would be different in the box sets that are like currently being printed. It's a good point, but I guess it also depends on what kind of box set you get and if yeah. it's already been printed and yeah. like how long ago it was printed and all of that. Yeah. 
I also want to get the illustrated ones, so we'll yes, see when that happens. Definitely. But yeah, I don't know. That one's definitely weird. We'll have to look at that, make sure that we like mm-hmm. remember where it is. Wait, I have a second thing. copy of this book. Hold on. Oh, <laughs> why do you have a second copy? I just stole from my parents. What? <laughs> Honestly, most of my books I stole, or most of my Harry Potter books I stole from my oh, parents. Oh, it's a little tiny book. Exactly. So it's definitely different. Most likely. So chapter three, end of chapter yeah, three. Hold on. What could it possibly be? Oh no, it's the same. It's the exact same. It's the exact same. So they haven't changed it. They didn't change hmm. it. And this copy It might be from the same year, it just might be a smaller version. Uh printing November two thousand two. Oh. Which is weird because the only things mentioned Oh okay, Goblet of Fire's there. Just kidding. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Cause uh the fifth one wasn't out yet. Yeah, because that came out in two thousand three. Yeah. Yeah, because the following dates were 2003, 2005, and 2007. Um, your last comment? My last comment is about Ron's room, which is decorated purely in the Chudley Cannons posters. And I said, Ron's favorite Quidditch team just so happens to have a team color that matches Ron's hair. Yeah, why? I don't know. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I don't understand that decoration choice, but it's fine. Yeah. People can decorate however they want, I guess. Um, we're on to chapter four. At Flourishing Lots. Yes. I think, I think this comment goes with your la- with the last chapter, actually. Well, I mentioned Flourishing Lots before that part, so oh, I don't think you? it does. Oh. I think it's part of this one. But I mean, okay, I'll just say it, because I mean, yeah. there's literally no context for it in your notes either. Um, I was like, lol, I forgot the Weasleys had a ghoul, ghoul in mm-hmm. the attic, and that's it. So I think it's go. mentioned in both chapters. So. I think so, too, probably. Yeah. It's just uh, not that big of a detail. I was just like laughing because I was like yeah. the little things that you don't remember when all you do is like mm-hmm. watch the movies over and over again and yeah. then like absentmindedly listen to the books. I don't even listen to the books. I do. I but it's usually when I'm doing stuff. So I just don't pay oh. attention like I, I do right now. Yeah. I was say I don't know if I've mentioned this at all in the podcast, but I'm pretty sure I've really only read through the books once. So this is, like, my second read-through of, like, every book. You have. Okay. I couldn't remember. Yeah, you've mentioned that. Okay. Which is totally fine. Yeah. I'm not gonna reading shame you. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> um, so my first comment for this chapter is, Harry goes from everything being neat and orderly at the Dursleys to everything being the complete opposite at the Burrow. Yes. Which I think is why Harry likes it so much. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, everything has to be, uh, like at the Dursleys, everything has to be in a box. You know, this one yeah. little box. It's a perfect life. The perfect life. The perfect, normal, average, boring life. Yep. And then he goes to the borough and, you know, everything is outside the box. Yeah. And it's beautiful. Yeah. He loves it. It's like the wizarding world to him. Yeah. It's just this big, wonderful place. Yeah. So our next comments are the same. I was like, oh, Harry likes everyone liking him. Yeah, the strangest thing for Harry was that everyone at the borough liked him. And then I said in parentheses, we love living a life with abusers. See, okay, so I thought it was cute when I wrote my notes. Yeah. But now that I think about it, it's... Harry's just a dum-dum. And he's selfish. <laughs> and I don't like... I don't know. I like that he has people who like him. Uh-huh. But I have issues... With him wanting everyone to like him. I don't know that he wants everyone to like him. Um, I think it's more just he doesn't want 
people to hate him. I think it's more that okay. than the okay. opposite. Okay. I guess I could be more okay Which with that. I think is how everyone is, really. But this is going to give him a big head. Well, yeah, of course. I don't like that. <laughs> the fact that he's famous is already giving him a big head. I don't like that either. <laughs> yeah, I would say you, you thought this part was cute that everyone at the borough liked him. I thought it was sad. because It, it is was, sad. Because it was the strangest thing for him, it's you know? definitely sad. It's, Sad. Yeah. I I wrote, Le- Jenny is legit so shy around Harry. And I was like, like, why? He's just a dumb boy with Harry logic, which is not the best <laughs> logic. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, hashtag Harry logic. Hashtag Harry logic. <laughs> I'm going to make this a thing, guys. <laughs> well, now we know the title of our episode. Harry logic. Harry logic. And Weasley logic. Hash- and Dobby logic. Hashtag the one with all the logics. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. It's basically this whole book though. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's got oodles of Weasley, Harry, and Dobby logic. Yeah. Because oddly enough, Dobby has a lot of influence in this book. Yeah. <laughs> His logic shows up a lot, even though it doesn't make sense. <laughs> yep. And I will comment on it when it happens. Yep. Don't you worry. <laughs> But anyway. Anyways. Oh, I was looking at your notes. Uh, but uh, <laughs> anyways, I said, uh, how does Dumbledore know that Harry's at the borough? Or at least who sends the letters and knows that Harry's there? But I guess if uh, with the, uh, the trace, it's possible to know. Yeah, but the trace doesn't make sense. So I know, but if I'm Harry's dumb. in the area, then they at least kind of know the area he's in. And he's in the same area as Ron and Fred and George and Percy and Jenny. So. Okay, but question. If they can trace him based on his magic, <laughs> can't they know that he's not the one who casted the, the spell at the birth? We don't know the how the trace works in here, At though. Surrey. <laughs> We don't know how it works. We just know that they know where Harry is. I don't like it. Whatever, it's fine. Whatever, Dumbledore. Fine. Maybe Dumbledore has his own special trace, and it works better than the Ministry of Magic. Maybe. (laughs) I feel like the Ministry of Magic would probably just tell them before they send out the letters. Just be like, yeah, they're all at the borough. (laughs) Send them out. (laughs) I don't know. It's just dumb. It's very dumb. But they get all of their uh, supplies that they need. They get their list. Yes, you're right. That's what I meant. Their school supply (laughs) list. So they have their list, and I was like, oh, books from Lockhart, man, and then Colleen. And then I said, why the fuck would anyone <laughs> need that many books for one class, especially for a second-year student, and especially when they're all by the same author? Like, if it was a class about Gilderoy Lockhart, then I could understand. But it's not a class about Gilderoy Lockhart. It's all these random books by him. Yes. So I don't get it. Oh, but right. This is also before we know who the Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher yeah. is. Yeah, we have no clue about him or anything. Um, so, actually, I just remembered I didn't need to look it up. Okay. Um, <laughs> but on their list, it has Gilderoy Lockhart's books, and like the titles are literally listed out in mm-hmm. um, the book. Yeah. So, you read some of them, and it's like literally my note for this. <laughs> Because I literally, I'm an English major, guys, but I could not, for the life of me, think of what this word was, but yeah. I know it now. Um, and I didn't even have to look look it up. I remembered it. But I was like, he really likes his, oh, what's it called? The thing where all the words start with the same letter. And it's an alliteration. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a dum-dum, but it's an alliteration. And Lockhart, literally all of his books have some form of alliteration yeah. in the title. And why... <laughs> 
That doesn't make it like a high class book. No. That makes it feel very childish. Yeah. And like twilighty. <laughs> this is also the 90s. So that could have been okay. slightly different. Maybe. I don't know. I, I still don't, don't like it. But uh, it's personal <laughs> for me. Yeah, that's, that's a personal thing for <laughs> I just don't understand the alliteration thing. Because usually, okay, when I think of alliteration, usually I think of children's books. Yeah. Because that's how they are. That's how they are, yeah. They're usually trying to teach you a letter, so they teach you all of these words that have that letter in them. Yes. So, yeah, he likes his alliteration and his titles. <laughs> Woohoo, flu powder. Uh, you still have lots of quotes before me, though. Or not quotes, uh, notes. Oh, you're right. <laughs> you have lots of notes Jeez. before me. <laughs> I thought that that was all later. Okay, well, anyway, um, I'll just keep talking, I guess. Um, so Harry talks to Jenny, and she blushes, and then she puts her elbow in the butter. Which I don't know how she would have done that. I don't either. Because you would think the butter uh, would be, like, in the center of the table. Somewhere. Or at least somewhere on the table, and she doesn't necessarily put yeah. her elbow in it. Yeah, right? <laughs> um... Because usually it would be like in front of the plate, not to the side yeah. of the plate where your elbow is. Yeah. But also bad table manners, Jenny. Because <laughs> your elbows aren't supposed to be on the table. <laughs> so that was taught. That's what we're all taught. I just don't do it. Yeah. I don't care. You can put your elbows on the table. We're all friends here. We're all friends here. My elbows um, are currently on the table. That is true. But this is also my table. It is her so table. I can do whatever I want. She can indeed do whatever she wants. It's her apartment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll figure it out. Why did I say that? That was probably in, in, uh, in response to the alliteration thing. Oh, yes. <laughs> I think we mentioned this, but uh, all of Karen's notes are things that she sent me, so they're obviously different than how she would actually write her notes. Yeah, this isn't how I write my notes. This is literally just me <laughs> spilling all of my thoughts on Colleen. Yes. Um, <laughs> unendingly, she had literally no reprieve it was, until I finished it. It was hilarious. I come back from lunch, and I just have like 90 different messages <laughs> from her, and I'm like, all right, let's read through these. Well, today is that one day because I figured it out. I figured out you what alliteration t- you is. You figured it out. Be Woo! proud of the English major here because yes. I apparently got a degree for a reason. Yep. Um, <laughs> but then I was like, I think it's cute that Ron and Hermione talk through letters. And I was like, and this is where I actually start kind of getting into notes that I would actually write myself yeah. when I'm just reading it versus like sending you yeah. messages. But I was like, and I would like to think that this was how they talked to each other outside of the group and that they probably started being all flirty in the third book. Yeah, I would think so. Because that would be, like, make sense. I would say, I feel like third book would definitely make sense for them to yeah. start being kind of they're flirty. they're 13. They're 13, yeah. So, you know, they're kind of you figuring know. themselves out. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, maybe they started this time because that's all they had to communicate. I think this time may have but, more been focused on Harry and the fact that he's not yeah. responding to either of their letters. Yeah, they probably were bonding over that and just kind of, I guess, I would say maybe getting to know each other a little bit better. Probably. Um, through these letters because, like, obviously they didn't have Harry to, like, talk to all summer. Yeah. So they only had each other. Yeah. And so, like... Kind of supporting Dobby on his stealing of the letters a little bit, but yeah. also not. <laughs> yes. Because, like, I'm okay with Harry, not Harry, not Ron, Ron and Hermione <laughs> together. I'm okay with that, as long as Ron grows up because he is an ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway, I, I like the idea that they had, like, a, a text chain, basically, yes. outside of the yeah. group. 
I just like that. It's just nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I was like, <laughs> yes. go ahead. No, go you're ahead. fine. No, go ahead. Okay. I was like, but I don't know. I'm probs imagining. <laughs> yeah. I was saying, I, I remember when I was younger and like, fourth fifth sixth grade i like had a pen pal at one point yeah and we, we all write, did we write letters to each other yeah. you know but like nowadays if i were to write a letter to someone i wouldn't remember what i wrote nope same at all that's why i was only paying pen pals with people through email mm-hmm. i i was pen pals like actual like pen pals with someone when i was in college Okay. Um, for just a little bit. It wasn't a long time. But I remember, like, every time I got back a letter, I'd be like, what did I say in my other letter? <laughs> I'd be like, I don't remember what I wrote. So, I have had this problem uh-huh. in the past. And um, now, if I ever send a long, like, letter that I've actually written out, I just take pictures of it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so that when I do get a response back, I'm like, okay, let me just go back and read, read what, what I wrote. Yeah. <laughs> I would say, I think if I were to send a letter nowadays, that's probably what I would do. Well, it's the same with when I send Snapchats. Because I could send a Snapchat five minutes ago mm-hmm. and get a response and be like, I don't even know what I said. Yeah. And I don't save yeah. them usually unless I really like the picture. Same. <laughs> so. Yeah. I would say that's been my problem with Snapchat too. Where yeah. I'm like, if I am having some sort of conversation and I like am busy for a couple hours or something, you know, I come back to it and I see the response and I'm like... I don't remember what we were talking about. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah. and odds are for me, if that happens to me, mm-hmm. I will send a response. And then after I've sent that response, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember what I said. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Honestly, that's like me sometimes when I'm just talking when someone says something. And I go, what? And then as soon as I go, what? I realize yeah. what they said. Your brain catches up. Yeah, your brain catches up. And you're like, oh, I know what they said. You're like, wait, don't tell me. I already know what you said. I'm good. I yeah. remember it now. <laughs> even though you didn't even like remember it in the first place. It just mm-hmm. finally registered. Yeah. So I was like, they play Quidditch at the the Weasleys, and I was yeah. like, ha ha ha, oh no, another head boy, JK, JK. Um, <laughs> they were talking about Percy yeah. and following in what, Bill's footsteps? Yes, I think, I think so. so. I don't think it was Charlie, I think it was Bill. No, uh, I definitely don't think it was Charlie. <laughs> um, so yeah, so then I was like, oh, they go for the, they go shopping for their school supplies, woo! And then I was like, they're low on flu powder, and I'm not really sure why that detail was important, other than the fact that they needed to go shopping for yeah. some. And Mrs. Weasley made a comment about it, she was like, oh no, we need to get yeah. more. <laughs> Which I just think is... It's funny because it's just it's just like a normal muggle thing. Yeah. Like you would look at your your milk and be like, oh, we need to get more milk. That's mm-hmm. basically how Mrs. Weasley said, oh, we need more flu powder. Like it was just a casual yeah. comment. Well, of course. Nothing too crazy, even though flu powder is literally a transportation method. Yeah. <laughs> it's very different from having like a yes. glass of milk or some milk for your cereal I mean, or something. I mean, I guess this... <laughs> Yeah, I guess what you're talking about that way, about it being a transportation method, this would yeah. be like me and go get gas for your Exactly, car. yeah. It's not like a, a grocery, it's like... No. It's, but she said it like it was a grocery versus like, yeah. I really need to go get gas or else yeah. I can't drive anywhere. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like this pressing thing, it was just this thing that she was it, like, eh, we need it. It was probably one of those things where you're at like an eighth of a tank of gas, yeah. you know, where it's like, <laughs> I need to get gas soon. You're like but... 20 miles to empty. Yeah, exactly. But you're like, eh, I can hold off. It's yeah, fine. I can hold off for a little bit. I can do like one more trip and then I have to get and gas. And then I have to get <laughs> My next comment was flu powder power, flu powder power, flu powder power. Because, you know. It's been so long. We're going back. <laughs> don't, don't go. Don't go there for tax. Don't go there for tax. 
Oh, it was the snacks? I, I thought it was class. Oh, no, it is class. You're right. Okay. I, I was like, what? I thought that he loved snacks. <laughs> no, class. Snacks is the first thing I thought of. Because <laughs> he's always snacking on something. Exactly. <laughs> he wouldn't say he's not going for the snacks. Yeah, no, it's, it's class. Oh, jeez. Sorry, oh, guys. God. It's, it's, it's late. It's late. <laughs> Um, <laughs> we have work in the morning. We do. You are working have, from home. You're working from home. I have to go to work. <laughs> um, I said, uh, I suppose it makes sense that Mrs. Weasley would have thought that Harry had traveled to Diagon Alley for the first time using food powder. That's how wizards usually get there. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> My comment <laughs> go ahead. is slightly different. I was like, I'm sorry. How did Harry getting told to watch someone do it first not happen in the movie? <laughs> Because didn't they make him do it first? Yes, they did. You're right. So I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. You were setting him up to fail. Yeah, basically. <laughs> but anyway, go ahead. You're good. Uh, but I said, the real question though is, how do Muggleborns get into Diagon Alley? Like, ever? I don't know. I would say that there's potentially some witch or wizard who, like, volunteers to help a Muggleborn family or whatever. Because yeah. um, I assume there's not that many of them, but um, not, no. but they they volunteer for that school year to help <laughs> them get to Diagon Alley and figure it all out and stuff. See, I would, and explain it. I would think that that in, was a leaky cauldron yeah. or something. I would think that's that, in London. That's in London. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I would think that there's definitely someone there who's available to help them get through that brick wall yeah. and to tap the bricks on. Yeah. Otherwise, I don't know how Muggleborns get yeah. in ever. Even after like their first year, I feel like you would still be like, "Hey, can you help me get into Diagon Alley?" Well, after their first year, I feel like they'd know by that point because well, they've, they've already done it once. They haven't, but I'm sure some other witch or wizard has helped well, them. Well, yeah, they've been helped, but they like probably witnessed it. Is what that doesn't mean they remember how to do it though. If you have a shit memory like me. After a year, oh, dude, I wouldn't be able to get in there. <laughs> exactly. Trust me. My so on the on the first two DVDs, yeah, they had like mini games you could play. Yes, and in the yes, first one, there right. was the brick mini game. Yes, my brothers were super good at it. Me, you can't even <laughs> ask me to remember whatever pattern Hagrid taps. Oh, see, I can do patterns like that. I can do that kind of thing. See, that's how they got in, though. Yeah. So if that's but, what see, it is, then you would have been fine. See, that's what I'm talking about. Like, after, if, like, your first year, you're let in by someone else, you know, maybe they're showing you around and yeah. whatnot. Uh, but your second year, like, you're not going to know what the t- pattern is. It's like, the same pattern. Are they going to remember it, though? They maybe, maybe they watched it the first year, but maybe they didn't watch it. Maybe they weren't paying close enough attention to know what the pattern is. Maybe there's, like, a little cheat sheet that they give every new wizard and witch. <laughs> maybe. Because that's, but that would help me. Even still, I think for the first two or three years, maybe. They would need someone to they guide would need them someone a little to help bit. them, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that's... Another reason why I think that people volunteer to help out. Yeah. Because I could see there being some wizards out there who are like, yes, I will help the Muggleborn family. Yeah. And I feel like, if anything, I think Tom behind the bar, you know, would yeah. be the one to help them. Oh, for sure. Yeah. If if no other person was able to help or volunteer yeah, or, or volunteer, whatever, yeah. like I could totally see him be like, oh, let me 
Let me help you out. I think if anything, Muggleborns would probably go up to him first, anyways. Yeah, probably They'd just be like, "Hey, like we need to get in Diagon Alley, but we don't know yeah. the pattern." Yeah, I mean, I feel like it would kind of be the same as if you had like an interview somewhere where you were like, "Well, like I need to know where to go, what to mm-hmm. do, like what you expect of me for right now until it yeah. happens." Yeah, and stuff. So I think that they would probably definitely go talk yeah. to Tom. About yeah, that. yeah. So they're traveling to Diagon Alley. And they tell Harry to speak clearly. Yeah. But he opens his mouth in the fire to speak clearly and inhales some ashes and soot and stuff. And I was like, I'm sorry, how are you telling someone to speak clearly when you're literally telling him to inhale stuff? Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Like, that makes zero sense. How is this a reliable form of transportation? Yes, agree. Yeah, I don't... Yeah. But the thing that I don't understand is, you know, they're like, oh, make sure you get out the correct fireplace. And I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah. That was another thing I had I always thought it just took you to the correct one. Yeah, that's what I thought too. But, like, maybe there's so many fireplaces that they're just like, just say the, the street and then get out on one of them. Yes. But what if you don't know? I would say, okay, I think, yeah. I I know you can catch glimpses of the rooms when you're going. Which doesn't. I don't understand that either, but I know that that's a thing. (laughs) Yeah, I know that's a thing, but it's still just like, you would think it would take you to a specific one. Yeah, I agree. But I guess when you're saying Diagon Alley, if there are that many different fireplaces in Diagon Alley, then I guess it is a pick one. Maybe. Which doesn't make sense. But I just feel like they should have at least had someone go with Harry. Like, I feel like you can travel multiple people at a time in flu powder, can't you? Maybe. Yeah, you would. I, I would I feel like it would similar. be like apparating. Yeah, at least similar. I feel like it would be similar. But especially if you have like younger kids with yeah. you, you would just take them. You wouldn't want to send like a four year old to die on alley. Yeah. By themselves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> be like, oh, just wait for mommy and daddy when we get there. But <laughs> yeah. A four-year-old's not going to listen. I'm sorry. I know. I'm sure that Jenny was probably around four when her brother started going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, questions. Questions. <laughs> um, I don't know if that was actually the age she was. But, oh, I have no idea. Like, I'm sure she was small. Okay, she guys. Was, she was either really small or not even born yeah, yet. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. And then, and then, if she wasn't born yet, she would have grown up having to go to Diagon Alley every year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so... It, it still works either way because she's still tiny. Yeah. But also, if that's how, if that's at least how the Weasleys travel, mm-hmm. then no matter where, where they go, you know, that's how she would have traveled. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> um, um, yeah. Yeah. I don't understand flu powder. I wish we had more explanations on it because mm-hmm. it does not make sense. But yeah, I, I just, I'm upset that Harry was not allowed to watch someone. I mean, he did watch someone in this one, but he still mm-hmm. got it wrong. But he didn't watch someone in the book or the movie, and it made me very mad. And I, oh yeah, oh yeah, okay, so this is my other thing. I was like, how is he supposed to wait until he sees Fred and George, because Fred and George went first, if he isn't supposed to open his eyes, because they tell him not to open his eyes. That's what I was looking for earlier. Hold on. I was like, I don't understand these stupid rules. Because first of all, you're supposed to speak clearly, but you're going to inhale the ashes. And then second of all, you're not supposed to open your eyes. 
And yet you're supposed oh, you're to right. wait until you see yeah. Fred and George when you're there while you're in the fireplace, even Maybe. though you're not supposed to have your eyes open. Maybe it's when you step into the fireplace that you're supposed to have your eyes shut. But then once you're going through, you can open your eyes. But he still inhaled the ashes. So I feel like the ashes could still get in his eyes. Yeah, but it's as he was stepping into it. But even when he was in there, because he was like in there already, ready to speak. And he still inhaled the ashes. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> okay, yeah, you're right. He did step into it first. So I don't like flu powder. It does not make sense. The rules don't make sense about it. <laughs> it is not a reliable form of transpor- transportation. I think it would be a reliable form of transportation if it were explained. Better. Better. And, and had better rules. Weird. Yeah, had better rules. <laughs> I, I feel like I could write flu powder so much better. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> we're doing a fan fiction. We should. <laughs> yeah, fact. We're doing fan fiction. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't know if we told you guys we, that. We have yet. not told them yet. So, um, so that's going to be fun. We're going to yeah. work really hard to catch up on the first book and then move on to the second one. We'll see how long it takes. Yes, though. we will. Um, but then, yeah, I was like, LOL. Or I was like, heh. But I was like, LOL, at the same time. He yeah. traveled to the wrong place because he swallowed the ashes. And um, I was like, that makes way more sense than in the movie where he just says it too quickly. Because <laughs> him going, I oh, swallowed the ashes is better <laughs> than like diagonally. I think <laughs> the movie, he probably just got nervous. Yeah, he did. <laughs> and he just goes, diagonally. And diagonally. Like, what did he say, dear? And then he's like, diagonally. diagonally. And she's like, I thought he did. <laughs> oh, God. And I, just, <laughs> I don't know. I like both versions. Yeah. But I think I like the book version more because yeah. it makes way more sense for him to swallow ashes than it does for him to just speak too quickly. In my opinion. I understand. I, I know, like, in my opinion. I know, like, I speak too quickly sometimes when I'm saying That's words. True. And so it's like, it's, it's an honest mistake. Yeah, it totally is. And I'm not saying that he couldn't have done that. Yeah, it just makes more sense for you in the book. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It, like, it, in, the, in my opinion, my personal opinion, it makes more yeah. sense for him to just swallow the ashes and have that affect how he talks because for me i get stuff caught in my throat all the time understood yeah <laughs> and so then like i mean i you i assume you guys have heard it on the podcast because there are Probably. times where i literally have a hard time like getting words out or like, my voice sounds weird or whatever yeah. because i've gotten some kind of like whatever the drink is that we have or like if i ate food before or whatever stuck in my throat i'm just kind of like I just feel like there's something stuck, even mm-hmm. if there isn't something stuck. Yeah. So it affects how you talk, and ashes would totally do that. So. Yeah. I guess I just relate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so he says that way too quickly, and then Draco. Oh, almost. Okay. I have one comment before Draco. Oh right. Harry's glasses broke on the bridge. I don't know how he's wearing them after this. You can't wear glasses if they're broken like that. You can't, especially not after like taping them back together. Or something. Assuming people know what the bridge is, the bridge is the part on your nose. Yeah. 
So you can't wear your so glasses you if they're can't. broken. You literally cannot. It doesn't work. They will not stay on your face. Your nose is the whole reason the glasses stay on your face. Yes. And if that bridge part is broken, then your glasses are falling off. off. There's they're no way. Off. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you like have sticky glasses that like stick to the side of your head, which like that would suck. So. I mean, unless Harry's just holding his glasses up the entire time. Oh. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I doubt it. I, I don't like that. <laughs> I mean, maybe he kept one side up so he could see out okay. the crack. I guess I could kind of see But that. otherwise, no, Harry can't wear his glasses anymore nope. at the moment. Which nope. makes the rest of this entire chapter, until they get fixed, just like, what? Yeah, it makes it a whole blur. Or it should be blurry. It should be blurry. Because <laughs> Harry can't see, you guys. No. <laughs> He's blind, basically. Basically. <laughs> um, I'm not that blind. I'm close, but I'm not that blind. Yeah, I'm pretty blind, I would say. <laughs> my, my big issue is just balls of light. Yeah. And that's even when I'm wearing my glasses, because yeah. astigmatism, guys. Same. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have a hard time driving at night. Understood. <laughs> yes, you would definitely understand yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> I understand it. Driving at night is not fun. No. Anyway, we're not talking about wearing glasses and the astigmatisms in this episode is very long. It's very long. <laughs> I don't think we realized it was going to be this long, I but I think so. we go way more in depth than a lot of people do when they talk oh, about Harry definitely. Potter. Definitely. So maybe people will like this. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, Anyways, Draco! Yes, yeah, hey, Draco! Um, so yeah, so Harry is in Flourish and Blots, obviously. Yes. He, he hid inside yes. of a cabinet. He hid inside the vanishing the cabinet. vanishing cabinet. That we we know is the vanishing cabinet, but obviously yeah. whoever is reading this for the first time, they don't know that they it's the vanishing know cabinet. They book six. Yeah, which is really funny because going back and rereading it, you're like, oh, I know exactly what that cabinet is. <laughs> Not necessarily, but... Yeah, but like... I guess it depends on how quickly you're reading these books. I mean, I guess that's true. I guess that's true. I guess that's very true. Or I guess if you watched the movie recently, potentially, and then you read the book. You would have to watch the extended version of the second movie. Well, I'm not talking about the second one. I'm talking about the sixth one. The sixth one. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whichever one. Yeah, the the one that Draco's fixing the cabinet in. So had you watched the sixth movie recently and And then then read read the the book. book. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Not watch the movies, but yeah. watch that movie, read this book. Yeah. <laughs> they do have the scene as a deleted scene, though. And I wish it had been in the movie. It's probably in my extended one. It's probably in your extended one, yeah. I need to go back and watch it. Yes. I mean, but I know I, that Lockhart's quiz is in that one. <laughs> Lockhart's quiz? He has a quiz? Oh, you're not there yet. <laughs> yes, he has a quiz. See, I, I know I've seen this deleted scene with Draco and his father and Borgham Burks, but... I, I would I would say it's probably in my version, it but I'm not is. sure. We'll find out. These are the only two movies that I have extended versions of, though, because yeah. fucking Warner Brothers won't sell the extended versions of all the others. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have issues with them right now. It's fine. Yeah. You don't get to, like, fire people and then, like, keep other people who are also problematic. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> this is not the podcast where I rant about Amber Heard. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so Draco um, and his father are at Borgen and Burke's. Yes. Um, in Nocturne Alley. Yes. Which yes. is where Harry ended up. 
um, which I, I don't understand entirely how he ended up there because he said Diagon Alley. Yeah. I have a comment about that later. Okay, cool. That's but... fine. I'll let you talk about it later, but yeah, we'll, we'll revisit that. Yeah. But anyway, um, <laughs> I was like, LOL, Harry's inside the vanishing cabinet. And my, my immediate comment, I was like, I mean, if it worked, he would just go to Hogwarts right then. Except he didn't close the cabinet all the way. <laughs> That's I, true. I think had, I had the same thought. I think had he closed the cabinet all the way, it could have happened. Maybe. But I think it might have still, like, it might have been broken at that point in time. Because the one in the room of requirement is yeah. the one that's broken. So I don't think you're able to travel. Yeah. I think this one's the one that's working. But you have to have the other one that's working too. Yeah. And that's the one that Draco was working on to try and fix. And True. I don't know what he was doing to try and fix it. Because yeah. he's like a sixth year. He's a sixth year, yeah. <laughs> so like, good luck, Draco, on trying to fix that dark magic. Yeah. But it's fine. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but that would be a good way to... to Go yeah. to Hogwarts oh, if definitely. it worked. Because Harry could literally just go. Um, not that he knew where it was going to go. Yeah. Because no. Uh, no one even knew where the other vanishing cabinet was. I mean, I'm sure had he appeared in Hogwarts, he wouldn't have known it was Hogwarts. No, because he would have just been in the room of requirement. Yeah. He would have been like, what is this? Yeah, he would have been like, take me back, take me back, take me back, take me back. Let me just close that door, please. <laughs> yeah, let me close it again. Let's see what happens. Back to, back to Borgen and Burks. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah. so Draco is going to get a racing room from his father, mm-hmm. um, but he's complaining about it like, what good is it if I'm not even on the house team? Which is probably what, uh, what convinces, yeah, Lucius convinces to buy whatever the rest of the team broomsticks. Yes. Yeah. Cause he does do that. He yeah. buys Draco onto the team. Yep. Um, and then, oh, <laughs> He goes, and then he complains about Harry again. And his dad is like, I've heard you complain about him 12 times. So, like, Draco death wishes he was friends with Harry. Yes. Because I'm just dying thinking about Lucius being like, I'm so tired of you mentioning the stupid Potter boy. Yeah. Like, stop. I'm done. Yeah. Which this reminds me of a very Potter sequel. Okay. When you have Draco writing oh, yes. letters yes. to his father. <laughs> yes. And well, this is probably exactly where they got that oh, idea absolutely. from. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and so it's just, it's so funny. That's such a good scene. I totally forgot about that. Yes, it's so um, good. But yeah, I was like, ha ha ha, no matter how rude he is, Lucius is, um, oh, I don't know what I meant about the no matter how rude he is part. Oh, maybe just because yeah. Draco wishes <laughs> he was friends with Harry. Draco wishes he were friends, yeah. Even though he is rude. Um, yeah. And then, like, obviously, they're in that shop for a reason. Lucius mm-hmm. is selling um, stuff because he believes that the ministry is going to probably come and raid his house. Yeah. That's the only reason he would be selling anything. That's the anything. only reason, yeah. Otherwise, if he didn't feel like there was any danger, he would totally keep it at his yeah. house. But he's worried. Yeah. Um, so he's like, gotta get rid of my dark shit. <laughs> And I was laughing because poisons. Yeah, I was like, poisons? <laughs> I was like, why is poisons. he selling poisons? Poisons. Okay. <laughs> why isn't he selling that contraband time turner that he's not supposed to have that apparently they do have, according to the cursed child? <laughs> I don't remember that, but I believe it. That's the only way the cursed child works. 
Gotcha. <laughs> if, okay. If I'd... the Lucius Malfoy family has a time turner. <laughs> does he have it now, though? Or does he have it I later? I think so. I think it's one of their heirlooms. Oh. Or, like, okay. one that they created. Yeah. Although, who knows how time turners are even made. Oh, who knows? <laughs> Maybe it explains it later, but I definitely do not remember Oh, I highly, I highly I don't think it does. <laughs> I don't think it is either. Um... I also laughed because the Hand of Glory shows up in the movie. Um, and that and is in scene. Yes. Yes. Or no, maybe. Well, no, it's in the actual movie. No, it's movie. in the actual movie. Yeah. You're right. You're yeah, right, yeah, you're yeah. Right. Um, But Draco wants the Hand of Glory, and that actually makes me laugh. Yeah. Because in the movie, it doesn't seem like he wants it. He's just kind of looking around at everything. But then when Harry gets out in the open, say, he, it's a jump scene. Yeah. I it's say. like the first jump scene of the movie. Yeah, I would say because the the Draco part is cut out of the yeah. the released movie. Yeah, uh, but yeah, Harry like what does he do? He like touches it like oh yeah, he or something. he like puts his hand. Yeah, he it. puts his hand around it, <laughs> and the hand is like yep. <laughs> and Harry's yeah. like no 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 let go of me. Yeah, but to go along with that comment, <laughs> yes. I, I did say I did mention the hand of glory, but I also said like. Uh, Draco, I think, looked at a necklace of opals, and I was kind of like, is that the same one from the sixth book? Ooh, the cursed necklace yeah. for Katie Bell. I need to get my sixth book out and look. That would be very interesting. I, I feel like maybe it was. I feel like maybe it was, too. I think it's possible. I feel like it'll be a lot easier for you to search for it than it would be for me. Yes, because you <laughs> have to search for an audiobook. I just have to get my book out. I don't even know how I would find it in the audiobook. Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> um, okay, but the next thing that, like, <laughs> oh, this hurt me so much. Why did it hurt you? I don't know, but it also made me laugh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I was torn. Same. <laughs> because Lucius goes, he's not talking to Draco, obviously. He's talking to Borgen. Borgen, yeah. I and he's so. like, I hope my son will amount to more than a thief or a plunderer, but if his grains don't pick up, may... That may indeed be all he is fit for. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so you're expecting Draco to be like a pirate? I mean, <laughs> it depends on what Draco's grades actually are. That's true. And we don't know his grades. No, we don't. We definitely don't. <laughs> we just know that he's kind of like but stuck up. Yeah, like with the way that the Malfoys are and with the way Lucius is speaking, I almost kind of feel like his grades are, like for you and I, like A's are the best grades you can yeah. get. So in my mind, I feel like Draco's making bees. Probably. <laughs> so I can see that. It's like you know, Draco better pick up his grades. He's only making a bee. Yeah, and obviously, if he keeps is. making bees, he's just gonna be a pirate for the rest of yeah, his life. Yeah, definitely. Because <laughs> that's logical. That's, yeah, that's a great step from there, Lucius. You didn't leap. You just stepped. You just stepped. Not. Yeah. <laughs> you definitely took a leap there. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. I guess I just kind of thought it was interesting that Draco was looking around the entire shop because that's what a, t- a 12-year-old would do. Oh, absolutely. Like, he's being a normal 12-year-old. Um, but I did feel the stress as he kept getting closer to the cabinet. Oh, definitely. And then when he finally puts his hand on the cabinet. He's, he's, he hasn't even touched the well, cabinet. He's about he's to, He's about though. to, yeah. And then his dad is like, let's leave. And then Draco leaves. And mm-hmm. you're just sitting there like... Another, like, second longer, Mm -hmm. and he would have known that Harry was in there the entire time. Yeah. So, cool, I guess. (laughs) Nice uh, drama, JK. Yep. 
But and I, I was gonna say I feel like that's the only time you ever get a scene like that. But I it don't is. know. It is. I still have more. Do you? Oh, of course like, you do. Imagine if you had. <laughs> oh my god, it's my favorite person ever, Harry! <laughs> Can you imagine his dad? He'd be like, Draco, that's the 13th time! <laughs> and then Harry's right there, and Draco's like, Dad, stop! <laughs> what would have happened, honestly? He would have been like, Harry? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Yes, obviously. Well, he wishes. <laughs> he wishes. I kind of wish they were best friends. I feel like I was, they'd be good friends. I, say, I, f- I wish they were at least friends, yeah. but they're two very different people with two very different ideals. That's true, but even then you can still be friends. Uh, well, yeah, but not in their way, I feel like. Okay. Not in their world, at least. I'm just sad because I want Draco to have good friends and he I doesn't know. have good friends. He doesn't. And then he has dumb, dumb Pansy Parkinson later, and <laughs> let's not talk about her right now. Yeah. This episode's uh, long enough. Let's keep going. Yes. Yes. I'm sorry about all my notes. No, you're good. I didn't realize they were actually this long. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just thought that would be really entertaining. And then, um, obviously, Borgen knows that Lucius has more stuff at his manor. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was really gross that there was a large cage of black spiders. Yeah, of course. As well as a shop selling shrunken heads. Uh, of course. Oh, this is after Harry's escape. Yes. He's escaped. <laughs> he has escaped. He's left Borgen and Burks. Yes, you have this, this brings up my, my okay. comment about how did Harry manage to appear in a shop in an alley that's literally right next to Diagon Alley? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how the flu powder I don't, works. Yeah, I don't understand. I also... Do you have to, like, register your fireplace? To have it work probably with the powder network? Probably. You, there's some sort of spell you probably have to cast over okay. your fireplace. So then why did he end up in Bur- Borgen and Burks? I do wonder, because there's this odd thing about, like, make sure you uh, exit out the right grate, yeah. you know? And so it's probably a mixture of he said it weirdly. Yeah. And also he didn't exit at the right one okay. or something. Okay. And so since Nocturne Alley is literally right next to Diagon Alley, like, it was just, he missed a grade or two, okay. you know? That's my guess, but I'm still, like, It doesn't make sense. <laughs> it doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. I wonder if she has any articles about flu powder and stuff. I doubt it. <laughs> but I also doubt it. <laughs> Who but knows? There's, there's potential. Yeah. Maybe. Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah. I I made the comment that I would not want to shop there, and then I was laughing because uh-huh. they're selling poisoned candles. Oh, that's right. Like, how would he, those even work? Do they just let poison out into the air? I I would assume so. Okay, it's probably something that you gift someone <laughs> that, you, that want you want to, to kill. Poison. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, but anyway, I was like, yay, Hagrid, because Hagrid shows up. Yeah, Hagrid's like angry at him. I know. <laughs> I was like, it's not like he meant to be there. He's, he's a twelve-year-old who doesn't understand flu powder. Like, can you blame him? Like, he's never used flu powder exactly. before. Exactly. Come on. Let, let the boy have some mistakes, okay? Yeah. Um, but I was like, yay, rescued by Hagrid, taken straight to Diagon Alley. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, Harry has to find the Weasleys. Yeah. Um, and then I I, I wrote Hermione. <laughs> Hermione. And then I corrected it. 
Uh-huh. And I didn't erase it or fix it or anything because I was like, these are my original notes. This these is how notes. it's going to be. And yeah. so I corrected it to Hermione. Um, I was like, wow. And uh, <laughs> I was kind of laughing that Fred and George and Ron were like all so excited that Harry was in Doctor Well, Nine. of course. It's probably the alley that they've been told. Like, Oh, entire- they're not allowed to go there. Yeah, like their entire lives. <laughs> yeah. They're like, you don't go there. Yeah, they're not allowed to go there. So obviously yeah. they were probably asking him all kinds of questions that yeah. we just don't get to hear about or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I was laughing about that just because... It's just it's just who they are. Yeah. So it just makes sense that they would be wondering. Yes. Yes. Go for it. So obviously Harry's covered in soot. Yeah. That's not the the point that Colleen was pointing at. The thing that she was pointing at <laughs> was me questioning the flu powder again because I was like I'm sorry how did Morgan not hear Harry arrive of course she makes this comment like after it's true they met up with the Weasleys but I was thinking about it (laughs) I was like I was still thinking about that scene and I was like I don't understand how that makes sense because it doesn't and if Lucius and Draco were already in the store they would have heard it too they weren't in the store yet though okay they were outside the store okay 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 but because Harry goes to leave the store and goes, oh, there oh, they that's are. True. That's true. Okay, but Borgen would have heard it. You would think so, yeah. Because that's loud. As far as we know yeah. from the movies and stuff, the fireplace is loud as fuck. Yeah. So how did he not hear this? I don't know. <laughs> okay. I I really don't know. It's fine, guys. Um, um that's my, my that's, question. There. Yeah. But my my next comment goes along with uh, after meeting up with the Weasleys again. Okay. I said, thank God Mr. Weasley was the one to fix Harry's glasses in the book and not Hermione like it is in the movie. Mm-hmm. Because that brings back the trace thing. Yeah. About like, you know, you're not supposed to use magic outside of Hogwarts. Yeah, Hermione would have gotten and in trouble. And Hermione would have gotten in trouble because she's the yep. one who fixed Harry's glasses in the movie. Well, I mean, she uses magic on the train too. I would say I'm <laughs> conflicted about the train. I'm conflicted I'm, about lots of things. Yeah. I don't like the trace. If it was very clearly explained and there were parameters for it, yeah. I would totally be on board with it, but I don't love the trace. Yeah, same. Um, um, <clears throat> another comment, because Hermione was the first one to see Harry and yeah. Hagrid when they came out of Nocturne Yeah, Alley. she was. And my question was just, why was Hermione at the top of the steps outside Gringotts when Harry and Hagrid walked that way when her parents were inside Gringotts at the counter? <laughs> That's a good question. I, I honestly don't understand. Well, probably because her parents are the ones with the money. Well, they are. And they're the ones so exchanging. So they're exchanging it. Yeah. So she's just waiting for them. Well, yeah. But you would think she would wait with her parents. But maybe she wanted to see who all was at Diagon Alley. Yes. But she could do that before or after they go in to exchange the money. I think she wanted to like see everyone. And not even miss a chance to see everyone. Yeah, but... that sounds like... I feel like her parents would be very awkward and... uh, Probably nervous. Nervous about going inside, like, by themselves to go exchange money. Like, hey, we're muggles. Can we exchange our muggle money? It's probably their second time. So maybe they're a little bit more okay with it now. Because it is the second year. Yeah, but even still, even the second time... I think that they'd still be a little... Because they're muggles. Yeah. Because they are muggles. It's like, hey, I'm a muggle. Let me exchange my muggle money. Okay. And it's like, oh, it's for our daughter. Who's not with us right now, but it's for our daughter. Okay. 
So I could see that. So that's, that's just the question. Why did Hermione leave them? Yeah, it is a good question. Unless maybe she walked them inside and they're doing their business <clears throat> while she went back outside. Yeah. So it could have been a like, hey, hi, I'm their wizard daughter. You know, like, I'm, I'll be outside. Yeah. Why did I, when I have all these comments about green gods here. Did that happen? The fight happened before Oh, that? that's... Okay, so Karen's comment is, is basically just like, LOL, Arthur thinks he's a magical oh, Lucius Malfoy. it's the raids. It's the raids. Because <laughs> okay. uh, Harry mentioned... That's like, right. That's oh, right. Yeah. Lucius is selling because, oh, he's worried about the raids. And, and Arthur's like, oh, he's worried. Yeah. Yes, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. I feel a lot better now because I was like, I know that they get into a fight later, but I don't yeah. feel like that's now. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Okay, yeah, so Colleen was talking about Hermione's parents, and I was like, I totally forgot that you could exchange muggle money for wizard money, but it oh, obviously I forgot makes a lot too. of sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and then I was like, I wonder what the exchange rate is, because now that we're adults, yeah, that's kind of a thing that we think about. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, just if you buy anything from like a foreign country or whatever, like you have to figure out how much it's going to cost in your currency, because mm-hmm. that's what you're going to be paying in, essentially. I would say, yeah, because I mean, I've traveled outside <laughs> yeah, the US. but I haven't. Yeah, so like I know, like exchange rates are whatever. Yeah, they're they're crazy. Uh, they're changing all the time, always. So, uh, but it's just yeah, it's it's. I do wonder what because we also just don't understand what the Muggle currency yeah. is because we talked about this in the first book how yeah. we don't understand it. Um, yeah. So well, the knows? wizard currency. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. You I mean. said Muggle. Oh, my bad. <laughs> You're good. Sorry, the wizard currency. We you definitely un- understand Muggle currency. Yes. Or at least I hope you do. Yes, we understand Muggle <laughs> currency. We don't okay. understand wizard currency. Yes. Though. Yes. Yeah. So it's but, just I don't know. They probably have some kind of exchange rate that oh, they definitely. know for every single country that exists definitely. and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then Harry again fills the bag with coins from his vaults. Mm-hmm. And um, my comment says, I'm sorry. Did he not have three bags of coins? Or was that only in the movie? But Colleen and I kind of talked about this. About how in the first one, when he goes with Hagrid, (laughs) Hagrid tells him that he probably has enough for a few terms. Yes. Yeah. So why did he go back to Gringotts this term? I would say, yeah, that confused me, too, because Hagrid in the first book, movie, whatever, says he has enough for a few terms. Yeah. Because um, I'm, I'm positive now that the three bags was just in the movie. I but I think it was them trying to show that Harry had grabbed enough for a few terms. See, I don't remember three bags at all. It's in the movie. I don't remember I that. I promise you it's there. <laughs> I... I <laughs> Like, in the first movie or the second movie, I don't remember him grabbing three bags. You see him holding three bags. Oh, I don't remember that You don't see all. him grabbing them. You see him grab yeah. coins, obviously. And then afterwards, when the door is closing, mm-hmm. you see him holding the three bags. And oh, then when they're sense. back on the street, he doesn't have any bags. Yeah, <laughs> and so I don't understand. I, I don't know. I but... don't understand. Yeah, no, so, yeah, because you would think first year Harry has enough for a couple yeah. of terms, quote unquote. He should have enough and at least till his third year. He wouldn't have spent any during no. his first year. Because th- there's no reason to spend any money at Hogwarts. So what did he do with all the money? All he did was buy food on the trolley there and back. Oh, that's true. He just, just there and back over yeah. and over again. He just bought a shit ton yeah. of food off of the trolley and he used all of his money for that. Yeah. Because he's an irresponsible 11 year old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And now he's 12. Now he's 12. So he has to go get more money from Gringotts. Yep. yep. <laughs> That's the only way I can make that make sense. <laughs> yeah. Because he should have had enough money to, oh, to do anything. Oh, definitely. Especially since we don't understand the wizard currency. So, <sighs> yes. Um. Anyways. And then they mentioned that they get peanut butter and strawberry ice creams. Uh-huh. And I thought that that sounded absolutely disgusting. Yeah, that sounds disgusting. But I also want to make a comment about this. About yeah, how, fine. you know, the Weasleys emptied their vault. Yeah. In order to buy, like, Jenny's yeah. books and the rest of, like, Ron Friend George's books and whatnot. Yeah. Um, they had, like, no galleons or anything, mm-hmm. right? No. I think they had, like, one galleon, one galleon? or something okay. and, like, some sickles. Okay. Um. <clears throat> But, like, Harry's the one who buys the ice creams. I think it's because he knows, like, the Weasleys wouldn't just accept, like, here, have some money. Because he was already, like, self-conscious about the fact that his vault has so much money. Well, Harry should buy all their books, too. I know just he saying. gives Jimmy his books. He does. The three books I, that he gets. Yeah, I think it's the fact that the Weasleys wouldn't accept it. Yeah, but Ron would. <laughs> yeah, but Ron's not the one paying, so. That's true. So the Weasleys would have been like, no, 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 that's your money. You keep it. And he, he has too much money. I know. <laughs> he's like Bellatrix, but he's a little bit more willing to share. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he has a nice vault of money. Yeah. But I think it's because Harry knows what it's like to have nothing. Yeah. So. That's true. That's probably why he is so willing to share with yeah, everyone. Definitely. Um. Um. I have one comment before. Yes, Doris. you do. Yep. Uh, so, Gamble and Jape's wizarding joke shop. So, what happens joke shop before or when Weasley's Wizard Weasley's opened? I would like to say that it probably went out of business mm-hmm. because most Hogwarts students at this time, who are the majority of the people shopping in Diagon Alley, at least from what we know, mm-hmm. um, started buying all of their joke stuff. From Fred and George, because they did start making it at Hogwarts. Yes. And so they did start selling it on the side I would say, as far as we know, though, I feel like they only started selling it, like, uh, in Harry's fifth year. Well, yeah. But... So my question is, when did this other shop... I like? I would say sometime around then. Mm-hmm. Um, I... F- I know that from what we know, that's when they started selling it, but I want to say that they probably kind of started selling it a little mm-hmm. bit earlier because it wouldn't make sense for it to just show up. Yeah. Right then in the fifth year. I mean, I guess it could make sense. Like if they were working on it. Okay. Well, and they got like, like some kind of like yeah. back stock or whatever. Yeah. Um, But also... I feel like this is just one of those shops where JKR just kind of brought it up for this one scene and that's it. For one sentence and gone. Well, I think think she maybe didn't know that she was going to give Fred and George a joke shop. Yeah, I think that's probably part of it. And have it be in Diagon Alley. Yeah. Potentially in the exact same place that this one was. Yes. So she went, oh, I'm just going to throw this in there. And then later she went, oh... Oh, well. well I'm, I'm just replacing it. I would say, I'm sure later she forgot about it. Probably. So. Or she probably just didn't want to explain how it left. Yeah. So she probably just went, and now Fred and George have a shop in Diagon Alley. Yep. How do you get that shop space? <laughs> that's a good question, actually. <laughs> anyway, we're not talking about that right now. Yeah, no, that's, no, no, no. That's yeah, stuff. Yes. This is way um, already. <laughs> so I think it's funny that Percy has a book 
called Prefects Who Gained Power. He doesn't have it, but he was reading well, it. Well, he, like, wants it. <laughs> he wants it. Well, we don't actually know that he wants it. Okay, no. Just... He clearly wants it. Well, we he know was... Percy. Not necessarily. We know Percy. Not necessarily. I would say he was at least glancing <laughs> through it. Okay. Because uh, I know, like, I've gone to bookshops and looked at a book that I didn't intend to buy. I feel like this is a book that Percy wanted to buy but couldn't buy, potentially. Yeah, I... Mm, I feel yeah, like that's more likely yeah. than not. But I don't know, obviously, because we yeah. literally do not know I, anything I about feel, it. Yeah, okay. I could definitely see it being a book that Percy wanted but couldn't buy. But yeah. also, had he bought it, he would have been made fun of by Fred and George oh, 100%. for the rest of his life. But he already gets made fun of by Fred and George for the rest of his life. So that's it's true. fine. That's true. <laughs> it's not anything new if that happens. So he probably yeah. just doesn't care what his brothers think anymore. He's just like, whatever, I'll just do my thing because it's mm-hmm. just who I am now. Now I have to look at I don't part. think he Hold cares on. that much. He says something to them. <clears throat> oh, oh, he does? I think so. I mean, it's Don't mentioned, pay attention so. to his dialogue. LOL. Oh, yeah. Percy just says, go away. That's it. Okay. See, yeah. I don't think he cares that much. He's just like, okay. whatever. Um. Anyway, they're now like Lockhart, Lockhart's book signing. I was going to call him Lockhart. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, so there yes. is book signing. Yeah, um, Lockhart's book signing. And I was like, so of course everyone is blushing and excited. All the women are. I don't like that. I would say my my question was why is Hermione excited about meeting Gilderoy Lockhart when as far as we know she doesn't know anything about him other than the fact that he wrote most of the books on the list. That's a good point. Like on one hand I I understand that she I guess loves school I guess you could say. She definitely does. And so she's like oh my god he wrote our textbooks. Yeah. Have to meet him. But on the other hand I'm like she doesn't know anything about him yeah as far as we know yeah so i'm just confused i am also confused because like i know i've been to a book signing where i didn't know anything about the author but that's because my mom bribed me to go by telling me that she would buy me a book um so then i was like oh lockhart is so excited about harry showing up um and i was like this is a great fame moment for him. Uh-huh. And then I was like, you creepy. Lockhart won't let go of a 12-year-old. Because wow, he man. wouldn't. He wouldn't, yeah. <laughs> he was literally holding on to Harry as yeah. tight as he could. And just not letting him go. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I did that. I did make that emoji or whatever. Because, because this is Karen's uh, <laughs> messages to me. Yes. As she's listening to all this. It is. Um, and then I was like, Lockhart thinks he's so important because he's going to teach at Hogwarts. And then this was my reaction to Harry getting all of Lockhart's books for free. I was like, oof. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then he just gives them to Ginny. He's like, here you yeah, go, Ginny. Of course. I'll get my own. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, okay. Yeah. Uh, going, going with this, my comment okay. about this was... Just in this one short passage, it's obvious that Harry was uncomfortable with being called out by Lockhart yeah. at the book signing, and that Lockhart was just excited that Harry was there because it meant more fame for him, like publicity-wise, yep. uh, especially since he then revealed that he was going to be the new Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher. Yep. So it's all a huge publicity stunt, especially with Harry there. Absolutely. It was just a very is. uncomfortable passage. I don't like it. And it, it's so short. Yeah, it is. Really when is. in the movie it seems like it's this huge thing, but I mean, in the yeah. book it's just kind of like, oh, this 
one page and a half. <laughs> he makes such a big deal out of it, yeah. Yeah. It's like this huge thing. I was like, oh, that's so sweet that he gave the books yeah. to Ginny. I thought it was really yeah. cute. And I was then, like, oh. And then right before that, yep. before your next comment, yep. really, I said, uh, and of course, Malfoy is here, assuming Harry enjoyed that exchange with Lockhart immensely. Yeah. Because he's like, oh, Potter, like, you think you're better than everyone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I bet you enjoyed that, didn't you, Potter? Yeah, pretty much. But it's really just Draco trying really hard to be around Harry. Yeah. Because we're going to notice that a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because he really just wants to be friends with Harry. Yeah. But he's too, like, he's distanced himself way too much to be able mm-hmm. to get to that level yeah. by this point. But Ginny stands up for him against Draco, mm-hmm. and I thought that was super cute, even though she's mm-hmm. just a little 11-year-old. Yeah, and this is, <laughs> this is the first time Ginny speaks up around Harry. It is, it is. Because she's spoken a tiny, tiny little bit. Yeah, because she's been so shy around Exactly, her. like here and there. But she yeah. hasn't actually said anything out loud really around him mm-hmm. um, that was like straight up to talk about Harry or anything. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was kind of cool that she did it here. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, but then she gets all embarrassed because Draco calls her Harry's girlfriend. Yeah. And I was like, it's a cute little crush. <laughs> yes. Yes. Which, as we know, grows into a lot more than just a crush. Yes, definitely. But I think it's so cute right here. Just because, like, they're they're little. They're 11-year-old they're, they're and 12-year-old. Yeah. Like, they're so young. They're just little kids who, like, have crushes on each other. Yeah. And it's it's cute. It's cute. It's very cute. <laughs> it's very cute. Um, and then... Yay, Lucius. My comment was okay. <laughs> when Ron comes in, you know? Okay, yes. And he... And this is... This is when they think that Draco sent Dobby to block Harry's mail and whatnot. But Ron says, bet you're surprised to see Harry here. And it's like, oh, you know, if if Draco had told Dobby to go tell Harry Potter, don't go to Hogwarts, then... But Draco, like, just brushed that comment off. He does. You're right. He does. He just kind of ignores it. I'm like, okay. I might have just missed hearing that comment. Or maybe yeah. I heard it and I just didn't have anything to say about yeah. it. But yeah. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Just accuses him right just out. accuses him. <laughs> without like full on saying You're right. It. You're right. But it's still but an accusal. Yeah. Okay, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think you're in the next. Ours are kind of the same. Okay. My, this comment kind of goes with that one. Okay, well, all mine honest. just kind of happens all at once. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, so Lucius Malfoy shows up, and he picks up a book from Ginny's Cauldron, and then he doesn't place it back. It Yeah, it's weird. I, I thought that he did place it back, but I don't I think, think he does. does. I think Actually, hold he on. does? I can look. Okay, because like while I was listening to it, I thought I heard him, like I thought I heard it say that he placed it back, but then I was like, I don't know if he does. Because I, I oh, think no, it goes know. straight to him and Weasley fighting. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, yeah, you're so correct. He doesn't. Yeah, so, I don't know why I wrote that, but I was like, why did the... See, like, in the movie, it makes sense to where he picks it yeah. up, you know, and then puts it back. Yeah, because he slips the diary yeah. in there. Yeah, but in the in the book, 
like he picks it up and whatnot. And this is where my other comment comes in. Yeah. Which I'll say in a moment. Yeah. But basically, like he picks it up and it's like, oh, like, you know, uh, hold on. <laughs> oh, he says, like, I hope they're paying you overtime, like Arthur. <laughs> And uh, and basically at some point like Ginny's cauldron, which is holding all her books, like goes, goes flying. flying. Yeah. And so there was no chance for Lucius to put the diary in with the yeah. book that he had taken out of her cauldron. Yeah. Which like how did her cauldron go flying? I don't know. I really don't. <laughs> did did Lucius and Arthur fight that close to Ginny? Apparently. Uh yeah, so they're fighting. Yes. Arthur literally tries to attack Lucius. Yeah. Um, and then they are actually fighting, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure why I wrote this, but I wrote, no Malfoy is worth listening to, apparently, by the way. <laughs> it's got to be right at the end of the chapter. Oh, it's, it's Hagrid, because Hagrid pulls oh, them apart, okay. and then he says to Arthur, you should have ignored him, Arthur. That's right. That's what it was. Okay. Well, there you go. So no Malfoy is worth listening to, guys. Yes. Apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, one of the last things that we learn is that Harry does not like traveling by flu powder. I said, uh, yeah. It's not his fave. And I, I said, we can assume that Harry's second trip with flu powder went, like, more smoothly. Yes. But he does not like it. Yeah. But so. going back to my other comments yep, you're that good. I had, a, a, kind of along with Lucius and him saying, like, I hope they're paying you over time. I do wonder, had the Weasleys not had seven children how their situation would have been money-wise. Would they still be this poor? I have no clue, dude. I feel like they'd still be on the poor side, but yeah. not as poor. Probably not as poor. Yeah. But I'm unsure, so. Unsure. Very Who unsure. Knows? Does your money in Gringotts earn any kind of interest? I don't know. Things we don't know? Things we really don't know. But this is the end of the next two chapters. Three and four, and I don't know about Colleen, but I am exhausted, so... Yeah, I've been tired for, like, the last 40 minutes, at least. Okay, cool, same. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I could fall asleep right now. Was not <laughs> anticipating this episode taking two hours. Um, I would say, yeah, when when we started it, I was like, this could take an hour, or it could take, like, three? We'll see. <laughs> I have hopes that we'll be able to cut our episodes yeah. down to an hour again. I, I think we're gonna have to start just picking and choosing what notes we yeah. actually talk about. Yeah, like really good notes. Yeah, which um, I think I did for our first four chapters of Sorcerer's Stone where okay. I highlighted specific notes oh, I wanted to talk right. about. Oh, that's right, you did do that. Okay. And then I didn't do it after that at all. That's a good point. So maybe I'll start doing that. Okay. So we don't go through all of my notes. Yeah, you always write a ton. I wrote notes. a shit ton. But it's because I'm looking at the book. Mine are always just so short. I know. <laughs> little casual comments. A little casual. Well, this is also just your messages to me. Yeah. So. I mean, it's kind of how I would have written my notes, though, too. Yeah. A lot of times I, I write most of the, the plot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you have most of the comments, and then I just comment on those I would, comments. Yeah, I would say all of my comments are like, why is it this way? <laughs> I have questions like that, too. Yeah. Yeah, but that's like all but, mine are. Yeah, basically. it's true. I mostly write about the plot. Anyway, sorry, this episode is insanely long. Yeah, we didn't mean for it to be this long, I have so no, sorry. Yeah, I have no clue how long it's going to be after I cut it down a little bit, because there will be parts to cut out, but not that yeah, many parts. not that many. So, in the hopes that it's not that insanely long, we're going to finish it right now. <laughs> yes. Um. So, I guess we should keep, keep it magical! magical.
We hope you enjoyed this episode of Books, Movies, and Musicals. Oh my. If you'd like to connect with us, be sure to check us out on both Twitter and Instagram at BMM underscore oh my. You can find us on Tumblr at BMM dash oh my. And you can also find us on Facebook by searching for Books, Movies, and Musicals oh my or search at sign BMM oh my. You can find us on YouTube by searching Books, Movies, and Musicals Oh My, and you can email us at books.movies.and.musicals.omai at gmail.com. These socials and our email address are in the description. Thank you all so much for listening. If you liked this episode, be sure to share it with your friends and family and even random strangers on the street. We can't wait to talk with you all next week. Bye! Bye.